Sunday, August 15th, in bed, 9.40pm. In bed early, healing my broken heart in the privacy of my bedroom. 9.41pm. How can I stop Libby hiding her pooey knickers in my bed? Monday, August 16th, 9am. Up. Up at 9am in the holidays. 9am. This just proves how upset I am. Mum hasn't even noticed, of course. Mum, shouldn't even you be able to potty train Libby by now? At this rate, she'll be a pensioner and still pooing all over the place. She'll never get a boyfriend. Still, that will make two of us. Tuesday, August the 17th, 8.30am. I think I've lost a lot of weight from my bottom. No one has noticed. Mum just wanders around in a dream. She's got a calendar up in the kitchen with the days marked off until Farty gets back and a heart drawn around the day. How sad is that at her age? I said, don't worry yourself about my breakfast, Mutty. I'll get it myself. You get on with your own very important life. She was humming and slathering herself with creams and ignoring me, so I said even louder. Something quite interesting happened last night. I slipped my throat and my head fell off. Have you seen it anywhere? Mum called from the bathroom. Has Libby got her shoes on? I think Mr Next Door might be another transvestite like Farty. She came out of the bathroom then. Georgia, is it possible for you to help at all? Where is your sister? Mum, have you noticed anything unusual about me? I am not happy. In fact, I'm very unhappy. Why, have you broken a nail? <laughs> and she laughed in a very unpleasant way. Then she called out, Libsy, where are you, pet? What are you doing? I could hear Libby's muffled voice from Mum's bedroom and a bit of meowing. Libby called, Nothing! Mum rushed in there saying, Oh, God! I heard bang, bang and Mum yelling, Libby, that is Mummy's best lipstick! It looks nice! No, it doesn't! Cats don't wear lipstick! Yes! No, they don't! Yes! Ow! Don't kick Mummy! Bad mummy! <laughs> she who laughs, 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 and the last. Thursday, August the 19th, 11am. Raining in August. Typical. Squelching along my way to meet Mrs Big Knickers. I was thinking, I could either give in and be a miserable, useless person like Elvis Atwood, our balmy, sad old school caretaker, or if I truly gave up, I could be like Wet Lindsay. When Robbie dumped her, she got all pale and even wetter than normal. She was like an anoraxic, a person who's both very thin and wears tragic anoraks. I just made that up as a joke. Even though I'm very upset, I can still think of a joke. I'll tell Jazz when I see her. As I was saying, before I so rudely interrupted myself, I could be a sad old sad sack, or I could gird my loins and be like in that song. The one where you have to search for the hero within yourself. Jazz was waiting for me at the bus stop. She said, Why are you walking in that stiff way? I'm girding my loins. And it looks painful, like you've got a stick up your bottom. You haven't, have you? You really are sensationally mad, Jazz. In olden days, people would have thrown oranges at you. As I said, I can sometimes surprise myself with my own wisdomosity and humorosity even in adverse society. Monday, August the 23rd, 2.10am. In bed. Oh, God, it's so 
boring being broken-hearted. I spent so much time in bed, I'll probably start growing a long white beard soon, like Rip Van Thing. 2.15am. Or perhaps I could just grow my eyebrows and train them into a beard. 2.48am. Can't sleep, I've gone all feverish now. I'm going to creep downstairs and get Mum's Men Are From Mars book and do some more research. 3.35am. God, it's too weird. Apparently, boys might seem like they like you to be all interested in them, but really they want you to be like a glacier, iceberg sort of girl, so you have to play hard to get. That's where I must have gone wrong. I've been too keen. I must do glacial. Thursday, August the 26th, 10.33pm. Same bat time, same bat place. Same scuba diving Barbie digging me in the back. According to the next bit in Mum's book, boys are like elastic bands. Good Lord. It doesn't mean that boys are made of elastic, which is a plus because nobody wants a boyfriend made out of rubber. On the other hand, if they were made out of rubber, you could save yourself a lot of time and effort and heartache by just rustling one up out of a car tyre. But that is not what the book means. Boys are different from girls. Girls like to be cosy all the time, but boys don't. First of all, they like to get all close to you like a coiled-up rubber band, but after a while they get fed up with being too coiled and need to stretch away to their full stretchiness. Then, after a bit on their own stretchy, they ping back to be close to you. Hmm. So, in conclusion on the boy front, you have to play hard to get, the glacier bit, and also let them be elastic bands. Sacre bleu, they don't want much, do they? Friday, August the 27th, 4.20pm. Round at Jazz's house. Been to town. I bought myself some new lippy to cheer myself up, and Jazz got a new hot airbrush thing that gives you bounceability. She was making her hair all turn under at the ends. As she was tonging away at her hair, she said, I looked for a bra, but I can't get one small enough. In fact, I don't need one, I'm more like Kate Moss. You have to wear one, though, don't you, because of the pencil case test thing. Just pencil. The case was my mum. Yeah, but the pencil stuck, didn't it? You said that if it did, you had to have help and support. I know what I said. When Jazz really annoys me, that is, all of the time, I notice that her fringe is more fringy than normal, if you know what I mean. Fringy went on. I'm only saying, there's no need to have a nervy bee. Jazz was really, really beginning to annoy me. A lot. All her things are really neatly put away, which is a sign of a very dull person, in my opinion. When Jazz and I stalked wet Lindsay and looked through her bedroom window, all her things were very tidy as well. Jazz even puts all her knickers in the same drawer. Besides it being very dull to do that, it would also be useless at my house, as Libby mostly uses my knickers as hats for her dolls, or Angus eats them. To change the subject, I said, in a really caring way. When does Tom go off to work, experience? Jazz stopped hot-brushing her hair and then looked all mournful. <laughs> she said, next Saturday. It's going to be really horrible. Do you think he'll meet someone else in Birmingham? I looked wise and oracle-like, and like I was really thinking, which I wasn't. I said, well, he's a young bloke, and we all know what young blokes are like. Do we? I laughed bitterly. She said, just because Robbie went off doesn't mean all boys do. It does. In Mum's book, Men Are From Mars, it tells you all about it. She was interested then and came and sat next to me.
what does it say in the book? Does it say Tom is going to go off with someone else? I said, yes, it does, Jazz. It says in the worldwide number one bestseller written by some bloke in America who has never met Tom, it says in chapter two, Tom Jennings definitely goes off with someone else when he goes to do work experience in Birmingham for a month. She looked a bit miffed. Well, what do you mean then? I waited for a bit. Teacher to go on and on about my breasty problem and the fact that SG had left me. Can I try your new shiny lippy? She wasn't interested, it was all just me, me, me with her. She just went on about her problems. Anyway, G, what do you mean about this book? Isn't it American? Yeah. Well, it will be about American boys then, won't it? No, it's about boy kind. Oh. I paused. She looked all goggly and attentive. It was quite a nice feeling. Perhaps I might reconsider my career and think about becoming an agony aunt rather than a backing singer especially since I can't sing, but I know all about agony. Jazz was as a gog as two gogs. She said, go on. I explained. Boys are like elastic bands. What? Boys are like elastic bands. What? Jazz, if you keep saying what every time I say something, we may be here for some centuries. Well, what do you mean, like elastic bands? They like to be all close, and then after a bit of being close, they have to stretch and get far away, and you have to let them, and then they spring back. What? You're doing it again, and it really annoys me. In fact, I will have to kill you now because I have a lot of untamed energy because of the sex god. I'm going to have to give you a bit of a duffing up, and I shoved her. She said, don't be silly and childish. I said, I'm not. She got up and started making her hair have more bounceability with the airbrush thing again. I waited until she had got it just right, in her opinion. Then I hit her over the head with a pillow. She started to say, Look, this is not fun! But before she could finish, I hit her over the head again with a pillow. And every time she tried to talk, I did it again. She got all red-faced, which in Jazz's case is very red indeed. It made me feel much better. Violence may be the answer to the world's problems. I may write to the Dalai Lama and suggest he tries my new approach. My room, midnight. I've got a plan. It involves the two icities. They are maturiosity and glaciosity. Firstly, I have to prove to SG that I'm very suffice and grown up, not a laughing hyena in a school uniform as he thought the last time he saw me. This is the maturiosity bit. Secondly, I must be distant and alluring and play hard to get. This is the glaciosity bit. The conclusion of these two parts is that SG comes springing back like an elastic band. Saturday, August 28th, 2.10pm. Phone jazz. I said, I've worked out a plan. She said, I can't talk. Tom and I are going to choose my tattoo. Hmm, <laughs> typical. Well... Old huge knickers always puts her boyfriend first, just as well I am so popular. 10pm. In bed, listening to a tape. Sadly, it is the teddy bear's picnic. Libya's made me listen to it five times. If I try to turn it off, she has a nervy spasm and growls at me. I phoned up my mates earlier to go out, but they were all busy. 11pm. I wonder if I had an emergency, like appendicitis or something, would my mates be too busy to come to the hospital? 11.30pm. I have got a pain in my side. It might be a grumbling appendix. 11.32pm. 
In Blodge, we learned that rabbits have got some sort of shrub growing in their appendix. How normal is that? Sunday, August 29th, 6.30pm. Mutti and Libs have gone to visit the elderly mad, Grandad. Mum asked me if I would like to go, but I just looked at her with pity. Sadly, she didn't get it and asked me again. I explained politely that I'd rather put my head in a pair of Elvis Atwood's old trousers. She said I was a horrid, bad-tempered, spoilt brat. Fat chance I'm spoiled. I'm lucky if I get one square meal a week. I'm getting really, really thin, apart from my nose and bazoomers. 8pm. Ellen, Rosie and Jules came round and we sat on the wall, looking at boys. There are, it has to be said, a lot of fit-looking boys, but they haven't got that certain sex god factor for me. Mark B.G. went by with his girlfriend, Ella. She's practically a midget. I thought he was taking a toddler for a walk. Rosie said, So, what happened with you and Robbie? I said, He sent me a note and said that I should go out with some loser called Dave the Laugh. Rosie said, That's sort of dumping by proxy, isn't it? I said, Are you supposed to be cheering me up? But I thought you got to number six and everything. Yeah, but he said his parents would go ballistic kissing us because I'm so young. They'd think I was jail thing. The ace crew were all full on, attention-wise. Ellen even took her chewing gum out. Jules said, What is jail thing? I didn't really know, actually, but I improvised. Lied. Um, it's when you're underage and you go to um, number eight with a boy. Rosie said, What? If you let a boy touch you above the waist, you have to go to jail? I said patiently, No, he has to go to jail. Rosie said, Well, that's it for Sven then. I said, Fair enough. But I don't know what I'm talking about, really. I'm all upset and confused and still have hair Carmyle's legs, even though it's the end of August. Monday, August 30th, 1.43pm. Borrowed Ellen's cool tan. Soon my hair Carmyle legs will turn into sun-kissed boy magnets. Mmm. Smooth it on, smoothie smooth and leave for an hour. 2pm. If I move my bed and open the window, I can sort of sunbathe on my bedroom floor. SG is going to find it damn difficult to resist the new tanned me. 4.05pm. Woke up to orange hair Carmyle legs and a huge red nose. 5pm. I've just scrubbed my legs off. They're not quite so orange, but my nose looks like one of those red clown noses. Brilliant. Operation Elastic Band. Wednesday, September 1st, 7pm. It's boiling having to wear stockings in this weather, but better than being blinded every time I look down at my still orangish legs. Eight days till we go back to Stalag 14. I'm going to put my foot down with a firm hand this term and make sure I don't have to sit next to nauseating pea green. Mum has gone out to Uncle Eddie's with Libs. He is teaching Mum salsa dancing. Can you imagine? How very sad. The tremendously old can be very embarrassing. Imagine my mum salsa dancing with Uncle Eddie the human boiled egg. In public. Or private. 7.05pm. Jazz called. Tom has gone off to work experience and she wants to come round. I am a substitute boyfriend. Well, she can think again if she thinks I'm going to be constantly available when Tom goes off to work experience. I am not so cheap. 7.08pm. 
I may make her give me some expensive present that I choose from Boots. Oh no, hang on, I've got a better idea. 7.30pm, Jazz moaning on about Tom. I listened sympathetically and said, shut up now, Jazz. Then she looked at me. Why have you got pink panstick on your nose? I said, shut up now, Jazz. 7.42pm, I made my famous French toast for Jazz. Beat an egg and put bread in it and then fry it. The French bit comes in when you are eating the toast and you have to speak with a French accent. As we were munching through the toast, I said, Jazz, ma petite. Quoi? I've got le plan to impress the sex god avec my maturiosity. It involves vous. She almost choked on her toast. Non! You will emit. Oh, mon Dieu! The first part of my plan was that we got dressed up to look as old as we could and get on a bus and get full fares as an experiment. She was grumbling as she got made up, but at least she was on the move. 8.30pm. Ready. I must say, I think we looked v suffice. We'd got loads more makeup on than we normally wear and darker lipstick, and we wore all black. Black is very ageing, as I continually tell Mum so I can get her black T-shirt and leather trousers. I said to Jazz, we'd better get back before she gets home because I've borrowed her Gucci handbag. She specifically said she would kill me if I ever borrowed it. She's very, very mean with her things, which is why I have to borrow them in secret. As we walked down the street, I had another idea. Let's keep pretending we are French as well. Why? Don't you mean pourquoi? No, I mean why. Just parce que, ma petite pal. Midnight. Oui, très très bon, mes vieux. It was très très bon plus les grandes nobles. The bus driver was like a sort of mobile version of Elvis Atwood, our school caretaker. That is, very old, mad and bad-tempered, but sitting in a bus rather than a hut. I said to mobile Elvis, Bonsoir, mon très old garçon. Mon ami et moi désire deux billets pour Deansgate, s'il vous plaît. He understood we wanted to go to Deansgate, but unluckily, like all very mad old people, thought he could be funny and witty. He gave us the tickets. Full fare. Yes, result. I handed over the money and he said, Mercy buckets. Then he laughed himself senseless. Easy enough as he was mad in the first place. I thought he would choke to death because he was laughing so much, but sadly he didn't. What is the matter with people? 12.20am. Snug in my bed. Maybe I should leave school as I look so old. 2.30am. I could go off and have sophisticated adventures instead of hanging around with very young people. 12.35am. I could go to India and visit the Dalai Lama. Or is it Gandhi who lives there? I don't know. We haven't done India in joggers yet. All I know is what Mum tells me about it, and that is mostly, oh, it's just so, you know, great. Anyway, even if we had done India in joggers, Mrs Franks is so bad at explaining things that I wouldn't know any more than I do now. She called concentration camps contraception camps when we were doing world affairs. 1am. Now on to part two of the plan, the glaciosity bit. I must look for an opportunity to show SG how standoffish I can be.